0: Welcome to Caught My Ear, a music podcast where two music obsessed mates have a chat about the music that they've been listening to this week, as well as some news in the music entertainment area.
1: You are listening to episode 17. My name is Vivian.
0: And my name is Maddie. So we're going to go straight into the news. Maddie, what's our first story? So I've got a bit of an interesting one for you today. So this is coming from Karen Goy at NME. And the headline says, Nearly 1% of Finland's population shows up to watch Metallica in record-breaking concert.
1: Wow, that's so cool.
0: A bit insane. So, Metallica brought their worldwide tour to Finland on Tuesday, July 16th, drawing almost 1% of the country's population in a record-breaking concert. The Heavy Metal Legends concert at Cantola Event Park was attended by 55,000 people. That's about 1% of Finland's entire population of more than 5.5 million people. So, according to Live Nation Finland... The Metallica show was not only Kentola Event Park's biggest audience ever, but apparently also the band's single biggest concert in the country. Wow! So, Finland came out to that support so cool. Metallica. Insane. I can't believe that it's like 1% of their like entire population came to watch yeah. that show. Yeah,
1: I mean, 50, 55,000 people, I'm pretty sure that's almost the full like stadium here at suncorp yeah stadium. at
0: suncorp that's probably like max capacity at that's suncorp.
1: crazy that's so many people i know
0: at God, a festival could you imagine
1: i mean could they... you imagine
0: playing to that many people though? i know
1: but i mean they're legends they are oh, obviously they are so good at their craft that, yeah i mean if anyone was gonna pull out fifty-five thousand people it was gonna be metallica <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Definitely in a country like Finland, though, Yeah, as well. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, Amazing. I love that so much. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Such a I'd positive story. That. I know, just a nice one to little start off with before we get into <laughs> the weird stuff later. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, um, have you got one for us now, Vivian?
1: Yes. So, uh, this one is also a good story. Uh, we have something about Via Gogo. So, this is coming from Music Feeds, written by Caitlin Medcalf. So, it says... Google indefinitely suspends Viagogo from advertising. Google have today announced that they'll be indefinitely suspending ticketing service Viagogo from advertising with them. What this means is that the controversial ticketing service can no longer pay to have their site appear at the top of Google's global search rankings. As BBC reports, Google said in a statement on Wednesday that quote, when people use our platform for help in purchasing tickets, we want to make sure that they have an experience they can trust. This is why we have strict policies and take necessary action when we find an advertiser in breach. Viagogo responded saying, quote, We were extremely surprised to learn of Google's concerns today. We are confident that there has been no breach of Google's policies and look forward to working with them to resolve this as quickly as possible. This news comes only a few months after the Australian Federal Court found Viagogo guilty of misleading consumers. So, Maddie, what do you think?
0: Well, I think it's like something that should have happened a lot earlier than it did, but I'm glad that it's finally happened. Yeah. Because so many people have been scammed. So by many people. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous.
1: It's really weird though how they have gotten away with so much, considering that they are literally scamming people out of so much money out of their pockets. I know,
0: I don't understand how they've like survived this long yeah. without being shut down completely. Yeah. And like the amount of press that you know, people get before, like, say, big festivals Mm. or big concerts come on saying, like, don't buy tickets from this site. And people still do. Yeah, And they still get scammed. And I don't understand. Like, on the one hand, I don't understand why people are stupid enough to buy tickets from them when they have received so much bad press and they know that they're probably going to get scammed. But at the same time, like, how are they still allowed to exist?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think taking away sort of that top search from them on Google when people look at like blah 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 tickets for this act or whatever so taking that away from them I think is a really good step Um, Absolutely. but yeah I do agree that people should definitely be more vigilant in terms of where they get their tickets from. Only
0: buy like direct from the like people who are putting it on like don't go to like Viagogo and all these places because you will regret it like Mm. you'll get scammed out of all of your money and they hike the prices up ridiculously as well yeah so there's that and then also you'll get tickets that like don't exist
1: exactly yeah and it's it's interesting though um when you think about it because i know a lot of people struggle with festivals like splendor for example when you buy tickets for splendor you have to put in your name and you have to have sort of id on you so you can't transfer tickets yeah but then you have people like well services like viagogo and even on gumtree like, people put up, oh, I'm selling this ticket, but you actually can't buy them from them because of the whole identification yeah, process. So, yeah. yeah, people just be safer and, you know, if if you don't know, like, where you should go, definitely just go to the artist or the act who put up, you know, sort of, like, they're going to this city. Just exactly. go straight there.
0: and Click the direct link from that artist's, like, page or yeah. whatever. It's a lot safer than just typing it into Google. Exactly. But, Yeah.
1: Yeah, so what is our last story, Maddie?
0: Now, our last story is a bit of an interesting one. Um, I know we don't talk about musicals that much. However, I am a big musical fan. So am I. We both are. And Cats is being turned into a movie. What? And the trailer (laughs) has just come out. Yeah, I think yesterday. Or like a sneak peeky trailer type thing. Mm, Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. It's... I'm yeah. very conflicted Me and too. very confused because on the one hand, I love Cats. Um, I love the music in Cats. It's great. Mm. But at the same time, I'm worried about how they're going to turn it into a movie. a movie. Like, because the plot of Cats is almost non-existent, I'm worried about how that's going to translate into a movie format. Yep. And Agreed. for people who aren't, like, huge fans of Cats to begin with like they might be into musicals or something and they're like oh this might be interesting and they go along to Cats and like what in the world is going mm. on. Yeah. So yeah, there's been a lot of drama surrounding the whole Cats.
1: Yes. And thing. a lot of people have issue with how the Cats look like which for me it's like if you've never seen even photos of Yeah,
0: of the, the stage production. of the stage
1: production. Then that is just that is a weird take for me because <laughs> yeah. I mean when you look at like I said even if you look at photos you can see that that's the way you know they move that's the way they look like and of course when if they're gonna turn it into a movie they're going to put like CGI on it to yeah. make it look realistic
0: but for as me, realistic as it yes, can let's break this down be. they're humans playing cats exactly okay <laughs> that is the crux of this. They're not going to look like your pet cat. Exactly. Who's sitting in the corner watching you freak out (laughs) over this trailer. (laughs) It is a human person who stands on two legs Mm -hmm. playing a cat. Yes. And turn it down. Exactly. (laughs) And it wouldn't be a,
1: I guess, it wouldn't be an adaption if they just were like, let's just have cats in there like no yeah let's just cgi
0: (laughs) cats like
1: that wouldn't be as good no because that's not what it's about so yeah that on one hand i don't understand why people are freaking out about that but like you said maddie i am also conflicted with how it's going to be portrayed on the screen
0: because i watched a little video um of like behind the scenes of like the trailer whatever and the director i think it's tom hooper i think Mm. is his name um but he said, the director, whoever he is, um, he's said that they're doing, like, a modern take on it. Yes. And I don't know what that means. If it's yes. just, like, if they're changing bits of the story to, like, make more sense in a plot line structure type thing. Mm-hmm. Or if they're just, like, updating, like, the sets. Or yeah. I don't know what's well, going on. Well, when you
1: look at the casting, that in itself can tell you just how much of a modern take
0: oh, they're going for this. Oh, am Honestly, I'm really excited Mm. for the castings because there's some really big, like, really big names. So Idris Elba is playing McCavity, which Which is is really wild. I'm so excited (laughs) to see that. And then Ian McKellen's in it. I think Judi Dench is in it. James Corden is in it. Yep. Jennifer and Hudson. Jennifer Hudson is Grizzabella. Yes. Oh my god, I cannot wait to hear memories. Oh, that is. I am so excited, so excited. to hear her sing memory. You yeah. can hear it in the trailer. Yep. Yeah. But just the whole thing, oh my god, Can't I'm going to I'm gonna cry I think, me too. when I hear it. <laughs> and we'll also add in the fact that Taylor Swift is in it, but I don't really care that much because Bomb like, Ballerina no. isn't that big of a deal to me, so I'm fine. I'm fine <laughs> with it. Yes, but yeah, uh, Jason Derulo as well. Yes, he plays Rum Tum Tugger. Which is... Oh my god. It really threw me
1: off when I saw him. I was like, what?
0: But that is because you didn't know he was classically trained. I did not know. Jason Derulo, fun fact, is a classically trained singer. If you hadn't heard him sing, just type in like, Jason Derulo classical singing on YouTube and you'll find...
1: You will be taken aback because we looked up a video and I was just like, he can sing like this. And he releases the music that he does.
0: Why? Like, Why where, did, does he do where that? did Swalla come from? <laughs> I know. that voice. It's terrible. Honestly. <laughs> but anyway, yes. So excited for Cats. We will update you once it comes, because I think it comes out around Christmas. Yes. So we'll be waiting a while yes. for our review of it. However, we'll be like... I think it comes out on
1: the same day as Star Wars. So, you know, my priority
0: will be Star Wars. That's going to be big. Okay, we'll get a review of Star Wars from Vivian (laughs) and then a review of Cats from me in our Christmas special. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's enough um, chatting about cats for now. (laughs) (laughs) So um, before we go into the song section of our podcast, I do encourage you to pause the podcast and go down to the description where you will find the links to our YouTube and Spotify playlists. There you'll find all of the songs that we chat about in this episode, and you can have a listen to them before we talk, so you understand where we're coming from and what we're talking about. So it's just a bit easier to follow along with the podcast. Yes. So we'll get right into Song of the Week, Viv.
1: Yes, so I'll start us off. um, And for this week, my Song of the Week is Contaminated by Banks. So I've talked about Banks on the podcast before, I've been a fan of her for so long. Um, The time that I talked about it, I talked about the song Gimme, which uh, was released from her latest album, Three, that's what it's titled, Um, and that album just came out last week, so I'm not going to lie, I have just been listening to that album (laughs) on repeat
0: this entire week it was a struggle to find her other songs, because all she had was banks in yes. her repertoire this week, Look. so
1: I was considering putting a song for Song of the Week under a rock and caught my ear or from the album, but then I realised that
0: wouldn't work, so... That wouldn't make any sense. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, contaminated. Um, The first thing I should say is that the album is basically a story of a breakup, and... Um, while it's not necessarily a concept album, Banks has said that she has specifically put each track in their place because that's where she thinks it makes the most sense when you listen to the album in full. Yep. So Contaminated is basically, in terms of the lyrical content, it's right on the cusp of, I guess, the breakup where she realises that the relationship isn't going to work and that they're always going to be contaminated. That's a line Hey-o. In the song. <laughs> there's the title (laughs) yes um so what i really love about this song is basically everything i love about thanks um her tone of her voice incredible incredible so
0: so good but
1: i think what really shines is the production on this album as a whole but especially in this song it is so sparse in the beginning Mm. and she sings so delicately that you can just really feel i guess how desperate she is for this relationship to work but she realizes it doesn't and as the production sort of builds up into the chorus it's so dark it's so moody there's some really really nice synths in there some really cool samples and she does these really really nice like vocal runs throughout like in the background oh
0: yeah they're so cool When i heard those like pop in throughout the song i was like yeah 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 she just
1: kind of like twinkles them in there they're not really like I guess, the star of the song, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just such an interesting song for me because even though I, I can't identify with the lyrical content, you can just, just by hearing the way she sings about it, you can just feel her pain.
0: You can just, yeah, you just know exactly what she's, she's going, going through. through. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's just, oh, yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> I mean, I could honestly talk about it for so long, but... Um, I won't. I think
0: we'll cut you off there.
1: Because <laughs> um, the
0: podcast will be two hours long. Exactly.
1: But, um, yes, yeah, so that's my song of the week, Contaminated by Banks. So, Maddie, what's your song of the week?
0: My song of the week is a relatively new track um, by one of my fave artists, Matt Corby, and he has collaborated with Tash Sultana, who is a crowd favourite of yes, a lot of people that I know. She is, yes. So, they've collabed with this song called Talk It Out. And I am a very big fan of it. Um, it's definitely more on the Matt Corby end in regards mm. to like instrumentation and how this how the song is put together structurally, like overall. But it is really cool to hear Tash, like sing on this one because it's it. When I first heard it, I didn't think it was her. Like it yeah. doesn't sound like how like her past like um other you know tracks and stuff sort of the way that she sings on them it's very different um but at the same time i think their styles although they are quite different they're still very similar in a way and i think they mesh mm. really really well together um the thing that i really like there's like this weird like i think it's like horns or something in yeah. the intro yeah and i think that was definitely something that has come through from Matt Corby's Rainbow Valley Mm. album. Mm. Um, They sort of like that sort of vibe featured throughout there a lot. Um, But I was hoping to sort of, because when I heard that Tash Sultana was going to be on this track, I thought there was going to be a lot more of her like signature, like looping and stuff. Mm. I thought there was going to be some more like Tash flavor on it. Yeah. But it's it sounds mainly more like a Matt Corby song featuring featuring Tash Sultana, which like I'm okay with. Mm. Um, Like it still sounds like a really really awesome song. Um, Yeah, it's definitely very vibey, very groovy. Um, But yeah, I was I was hoping to hear a little bit more looping. Like there are obviously samples and stuff that are in there, but it would have been cool to like have more evidence of like very obvious. Yeah. Like, looping and layering mm. throughout it. But, yeah, that's I mean, just my personal take.
1: When I listen to it, I... Because uh, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Matt Corby. I think he's a really talented artist. And same with Tasha's Sultana. But, um, for me, it's just, like, not my... Sort of the music that I listen to. But, interesting thing, I literally did not pick up on Tash's elements at all throughout the yeah. entire song. I mean, like you said, it's, it's like she's just featuring her vocals on it. Mm. Which... I think it does work. Um, what I did like about the song was the instrumentation. Yes, like, the 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 intro is just so groovy, and it's just so mellow. Yeah,
0: it's that typical like Matt Corby vibe. Yeah, like it's very sort of um, I don't know how to say it. like it's very groovy, but it's also like very subtle in yes. the way that it's like put together and all of the like different instrument layers. Mm. But yeah, it's. Definitely a groove, a if groove. you if you want that groovy vibe, um, I'd definitely check it out. It's called Talk It Out. Yes. So, um, next on the program is <laughs> Under a Rock. So, I'll start with mine. Um, this is comes from a band called Hollis, and they are a three-piece, well, they're not really a band. They're three sisters who sing together, um, and the track's called Sway. And this one, it's very, very, like, it is a bit groovy, but it's very subtle. Mm. It's very soft, very, um, like, it's not a stripped version or anything, but it's very um, sparse in the instrumentation and layers and that sort of thing. Their vocals together are absolutely gorgeous. They sound like angels. I thought when I first heard the song, I thought it was just one person with, like, some backing, but like upon listening to it more and figuring out that they're actually like three sisters singing together it's sort of uh vivian was saying before it sort of reminds her of like Heim, yeah the three sisters um who sing yeah. together in that band um not so
1: much in the instrumentation but definitely in the vocals because again they're three sisters as well yeah so and i do think that plays a big part on how sort of
0: harmonious it works yeah for sure because their voices blend gorgeously together yeah like it's just absolutely and like they've all got these beautiful like breathy tones and like they just mesh so well and like it sounds like one person singing like three things at the same time it's just gorgeous it's so gorgeous um but yeah like the way that they sort of s- structure where the vocals get put and where the backing vocals are is sort of very re- reminiscent of Haim and how yeah. they do it. Like, there's always, like, this main melody line and there's really um, really short and sharp kind of, like, backing bits mm. that come in and out, but they don't, like, jab out at you. It's just very subtle so and seamless. very smooth. Um, and the whole thing is, yeah, it's very um, toned down. It doesn't really, like build up too much but at the same time it's still something that does it does go somewhere but it's not like this big Mm. you know orchestral like smash in your face type thing it's just like a nice smooth track to listen to Mm. i think yeah yeah so that's my under a rock for this week sway by hollis um what is your under a rock vivian so my under a rock this week is cheap queen by
1: king princess so king princess she's Probably only been around for about the last year because she only released her EP last year. But interesting fact, uh, which I found out while researching her, she's signed to Mark Ronson's label.
0: Oh, which is pretty cool. Okay.
1: Um. So, and another fun fact: she's me and like me and Maddie's age, which is
0: kind of depressing. <laughs> we'll ignore the fact that she's so famous <laughs> and she's the same age as us. But whatever. um. But yeah, we're not salty about it. <laughs> it's fine.
1: Exactly. Um. <laughs> So what I really like about this track is um just how blasé king princess is in her vocals but also in sort of the instrumentation of the song. Um I think the way that she's sort of sort of so mellow the way she sings it definitely feeds into her image of how she's just so like chill and just like she's so confident with who she is. She doesn't need to she doesn't need to try to be yeah, anything yeah, else. Yeah. Yep, which is really cool. Um but yeah, Cheap Queen, it's very, I mean, there isn't anything about it that stands out so much. I think it's sort of like a typical sort of like indie pop track. Yep. But I really think the chorus is just so catchy. <laughs> you can sing it just, as soon as you hear it, you'll just you you'll find yourself singing it over and over again, like later on. Yeah, it's and, very catchy. It's yeah.
0: definitely like an earworm type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: Definitely. Which is what I really, really love about it, and um, it's definitely reminiscent of her other stuff because, yeah, this song released this year, her EP released last year. Her EP was amazing, so good, um, and it's definitely a lot like those other tracks there. But I'm really interested to see how her career will sort of go from here because I think she's got this really interesting sort of persona in terms of like her image. Yeah. And she really likes to play that through in all of her songs, which is, I think, really, really cool. Like, you know, Life Imitates art, blah, blah, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, I think it's a really great track and definitely recommend King Princess. So Cheap Queen by King Princess is my under a rock. And now we're going to go into Court My Ear and I'll start us off. So this week... I have Something For Your Mind by Super Organism. So this isn't a new song. It actually came out last year. But um, they're a really interesting band. So they are technically based in the UK. But while I was researching, I found that um, some of them were based in America, some of them were based in the UK, and some were based in Australia. Very cool. So they would actually have Skype sessions when they first started. Like just, I love that. Yeah. Just Skyping. <laughs> just, just to put like band stuff to together. jam, like that. That's such a cool concept to me. Um, and it's so interesting. I don't know how that would work,
0: like <laughs> over <laughs> Skype. But it did. Could you imagine the coordination to get them all at the know, same time like yeah. in the different time zones? God, that would be such a pain.
1: And even just like the logistics of like a Skype call. Like, what if someone has bad connection? What oh, if it Skype sounds atrocious? Sucks, yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. I not not if you still uses Skype. But...
1: Exactly. So I mean, that's just it's really cool. Um, that their story for me, but. This song, it's really hard to, to explain, as, as is with most of the Caught My Ear songs, but for me, I don't know why, but when you listen to it, I feel like I'm underwater, like, listening to just <laughs> beach jams. Like, I literally feel like I'm in SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't know why. <laughs> They are literally
0: in a pineapple under the sea. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Um, And I think it's because they do these, uh, how the song starts, these really cool, like, guitar slides that are, like, sort of very um, typical and, like, sort of those uh, surf rock kind of songs. Yeah. Um, But what caught my ear initially was in the chorus where um, the vocalist says, like, speaks something for your mind but when they say mind everything stops
0: i thought you'd paused the song yeah and then, i thought it would i thought it stopped loading for a second and then it comes like straight back in really quickly and i was like oh wait never mind wait so, that was weird yes
1: yeah, so quickly like and then like as it comes in the guitar slide comes in so it really like drives it forward
0: yeah which is
1: it's just so cool um and it really like Maddie said you can't kind of just stop you're like what and then it comes in too quickly for you to even think about it
0: yeah like like you had like this weird like yeah. brain snap that like everything stops for a second and exactly then, uh, but then it repeats again yeah. like a couple of lines later and you're like wait hold on maybe that wasn't an accident exactly yeah and then it just like yeah it takes you by surprise the first time you hear it but it's re- it's a really cool effect when it's, you listen to it in the scope of the song
1: yeah it's such a cool effect um And yeah, like, it's just one of those songs where it's just so, it's so groovy where you can just sort of put it on and then, you know, if you're driving along bopping and then when you hear that part, you're like, oh, okay, that (laughs) happened. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just, it's a really cool effect. Um, I'm a really big fan of the song, and I'm a really big fan of them. I'm interested to see, like, where they sort of go. They have such an interesting genre, I Yeah, think. yeah, very niche. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, the SpongeBob SquarePants
0: genre. Sp- yeah, SpongeBob SquarePants genre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And I think many people will be filling that box yes. soon. Yes.
1: So, um, that's My Caught My Ear this week, Something for Your Mind by Super Organism. So, Maddie, what caught your ear this week?
0: This week, um, My Caught My Ear is called Need Yo Love by Phil J. <laughs> now, I had to say it like that because it's spelt Y-O with an apostrophe, so oh, I can't okay. say you yes. or your. Yes, it's yo love. Anyway, <laughs> we'll scoot right past that fact. Um, now... <laughs> Now, Phil J, I've been listening to for a couple of years now, um, sort of intermittently. Like, I sort of discovered his stuff in, like, 2017. Um, he's got a, ve- like... So his main thing that sort of sets him apart from other artists, I would say, is the way that he produces his songs. So if any of you have sort of listened to AJR, mm. it's sort of along those lines of the very, um, like, piece together, sort of, like, puzzle almost like yeah. the way that all of this all of his tracks are layered and things um there's always like i describe it like there's always something going on yeah like there's always some like little shout here or like a weird like um baseline or some random horn sample or it's like kind of all over the place but at the same time it's not too distracting that it takes away from the main melody or the main sort of like melodic Mm. or lyrical content of the song and um that's definitely very apparent in this one as well it's sort of you know it's got you know like the main like scope of the melody and the lyrics and whatever and then you've got all these sort of little weird samples coming in and out you just gotta listen to it I can't describe it very well you need to listen to the song (laughs) it's but yeah it's so like because a lot of his songs are very um like upbeat and very like boppy and kind of Like reminiscent of like funk and like r&b and soul sort of all like mashed together in this weird like electronic electronically produced way Mm. and um like his lyrics as well aren't always to be taken very seriously very playful like there's this one song called um the bottom that was, like, the first song that I ever heard from his. Mm. And there's a line in it where he, like, all of the music kind of stops and it's, like, he's talking to someone and it's, like, I'm just trying to, like, find out who would steal my microwave (laughs) because he can't heat up his cup noodles. It's so weird. like, it's the most random thing ever but it just fits so it's so cheeky and like quirky Mm. and there's like so many bits and pieces to it and it probably takes forever to put together yeah but it's so groovy and so cool to listen to i just really love it so if you love like ajr and appreciate like some really interesting like production value definitely check out phil j Mm. very very cool so yeah, um, this episode we have a, another song recommendation Yee! by a listener, yes. so I will throw it to Vivian to um, have a little intro about the band that we're going to be listening to.
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, this week we have a recommendation from Brooke Jones, and she has recommended Hope D, that's the band, and the song is called Swim. So a bit of background, Hope D, so uh, it's actually, so it started as one girl, she's from Brisbane, and she started writing music since she was nine and then... She, wow, what yeah. an overachiever. <laughs> I know, I know. And then she, when she turned 18, she just sort of started busking around Brisbane, which is really cool. Mm, cool um, yeah, definitely. But the really cool thing is uh, she recently uh, sort of got a four-piece band behind her as well. And shout out to
0: our friend Ainsley. Ainsley,
1: She's in the band, which is really cool. She's
0: also the one that pointed out that I can't read music properly. Yeah. And wrote the wrong amount of lines on a music stave. So shout out to Ainsley, because she's a lot better musician than I am, clearly. (laughs) So she
1: knows what she's doing. (laughs) So
0: listen to Hope D, please.
1: (laughs) Um, So yes, the song that we'll be uh, talking about is Swim. And... Uh, I'll, I'll start off with what I think about it. Um, First off, I just want to say that the storytelling in this song is just wow.
0: Oh, it's incredible. Incredible.
1: Yeah, you really get lost in the lyrics and I'm a big fan of that chorus. It's very much like one of those choruses that you can just sort of chant.
0: Yeah, for sure. At
1: like a festival, like, you, like Maddie said. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Because when I
0: first sort of heard it, I was like, this is definitely a very cool song that like i could imagine someone playing at like a festival and having like the whole crowd just like yeah yelling the chorus and like bopping to it because it's honestly like the lyrics are really really poetic but at the same time they're like still like easy to remember and like the story comes across really really well like mm. you don't have to be like some weird english literature nut to like break down what it means yeah it's just yeah really really cool lyrics
1: exactly yeah and Um, that's probably like my favorite part about this song because in terms of the instrumentation it's very straightforward you've got the driving percussion you've got this really nice rhythmic strum yeah your strumming guitar with the acoustic guitar so the focus is on the story of the lyrics and Hope D's voice wow I love her tone like it's such a unique tone that You know, when you're listening to it, you're trying to figure out if, like, maybe you've heard something like it. But I really don't think, like... Yeah,
0: because on the one hand, it sort of, like, fits into your typical, like, Aussie, indie, pop, like, voice. But there's still something about it that sort of separates her from, like, everyone else that in that sort of field that I've kind of heard. Mm. Like, it has... At the same time, like it's still reminiscent of like other people that you've heard, but it's yeah, she's like Hope D is like unique in her own way. Yeah. And yeah, I just absolutely love her voice and just the way that she sings. It's just agreed. Amazing.
1: agreed. So yeah, I mean, um, we're both really big fans of the song and since this uh swim was released actually in May this year. So and it's already gaining like quite a bit of traction on like Triple J Unearthed. Um, like different sort of fans around Australia. So I'm really, really interested to see like where they go. I'm hoping that they Yeah. And if any
0: of you are heading to Big Sound. Yes,
1: they're playing so D is
0: playing Big Sound. So check them out if you're on your way there. Please do, please do. Or buy some tickets just to see them. Exactly. Because you definitely won't be disappointed. They are like amazing. Like I haven't seen them perform live, but I really, really want to now. Yes, me. After hearing this song and like being introduced to them, I'm like, damn. I want to go to one of their concerts. Now. Yeah, definitely. So, yes.
1: Yeah, so, definitely check out Hope D. The song we talked about is Swim.
0: Well, I think that's it for our podcast this episode. Unfortunately, um, thank you so much for listening. If you've come this far, um, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox all of the rest of the podcast apps probably were on there we try to be as available as possible you know on as many platforms so you can listen on whatever your preference is but yeah we're definitely on the main ones there apple and spotify yes
1: uh let us know what you think about the songs we talked about we love hearing your opinions you know Let us know if you think Spongebob Squarepants is a legitimate (laughs)
0: genre, (laughs) because I could just be crazy. We're starting it now. Well, you've started it. Spongebob Squarepants Underwater Rock is now a genre.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so definitely, you know, um, if you have a song that you want us to listen to that you recommend... Chuck us a DM we you know we love listening to any kind of song even if it's just so left field we will listen to it and we even will if talk it's about some
0: it. weird obscure like metal from Norway like we'll listen to it yes
1: we may not like it Well, but... chances are that I
0: will because yeah well, Vivian will like it <laughs> Vivian will definitely like it I may or may not I will have an appreciation for it but you you don't know until you recommend us these songs exactly
1: so chuck us a message yes so you can also follow us on social media at court my earpod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. So we'll see you next Monday with a new episode. See you later guys. Bye guys.